This is Rush to Reason. You are going to shut your damn yapper and listen for a change because I got you pegged, sweetheart. You want to take the easy way out because you're scared. And you're scared because if you try and fail, there's only you to blame. Let me break this down for you. Life is scary. Get used to it. There are no magical fixes. With your host, John Rush. My advice to you is to do what your parents did. Get a job first. You haven't made everybody equal. You've made them the same, and there's a big difference. Let me tell you why you're here. You're here because you know something. What you know you can't explain, but you feel it. You felt it your entire life, that there's something wrong with the world. You don't know what it is, but it's there. It is this feeling that has brought you to me. Are you crazy? Am I? Or am I so sane that you just blew your mind? It's Rush to Reason, brought to you by Absolute Electrical Heating and Air, with your host, John Rush. And I'm your host, John Rush, Rush to Reason, KLZ 560, myself, Andy Pate, Charlie Grimes, and uh, yesterday's impossible question of the day, which Charlie knew one of these. What were the names of Kim Kardashian and Kanye West's kids? So Charlie got one of them right, North. It's North, St. Chicago, and Psalm. I think... Uh, Ann put that in yesterday because of our conversation around Kanye and all of that yesterday. But today's impossible question. Answer this on the RushToReason.com website. Name Oxford English Dictionary's Word of the Year for 2022, and what does it mean? Name Oxford English's Oxford English Dictionary's Word of the Year for 2022, and what does it mean? Well, shocking though this may seem, I don't keep up on Oxford's Words of I don't the either. Year. I didn't know they had Word of the Year. Do you ever? Well, Charlie knows the answer. There you go. Let me ask another question. What is your word of the year for 2022? Oh, geez. What's the word of the year? Disappointing. <sighs> yeah. I, you know, I suppose. I don't know. I try not to look at the negatives of things too much. Um, definitely wasn't exciting like a lot of years have been. Yeah, well, you know, um, you know me. I think in terms of politics, mm-hmm. and it was overall just very, very disappointing. Um, there were good things that happened in 2022. I had a lot of fun here and there, but I'm going to come out of this year, you know, not happy. So we'll see. I mean, what do you have any any word for the year? My word for the again. I think I think my word for the year would just be, hmm. Okay. <laughs> There's just a lot of things went on, you know, between inflation and how we're still handling COVID and politics, to your point, and the election and the results of and just all of it. It's more of just, hmm. What about, uh, take a step back there on what you said, how we're handling COVID. What about the word vindication? Hmm. Which we still haven't got yet, but it's coming. It's well, getting better all the time. They, we've gotten it. They don't want to admit they want it. To, yeah, thank you. That's a better way of saying it. Yes, it's there. They just don't want to admit it. I mean, the vindication has been incredible. I mean, CDC, CDC is still telling publicly people publicly through PSAs to keep your kids indoors and not let them play with each other. Yeah, that's... I mean, it's just lunacy. They, they These are, people have lost their ever-loving mind. They're lunatics, John. But, I mean, when in your life have you made a big physical decision, had it absolutely criticized and critiqued from all circles, from mm. all corners, mm. and then turn out that you were right and all kinds of other people were wrong, and now you're healthier than them? Good Never. Point. Good point. Never. Good point. I mean, that's a weird, I'll be honest, it's just a flat out weird feeling. I literally am healthier than 
the vast, vast, vast majority of my unvaxxed friends and family. And it's a weird feeling because you don't want to rub it in people's face. You no, care about them. Don't, don't want to be same, that guy. But at the same time, you're just kind of looking in the mirror saying, geez, I'm glad I made yeah, and you're, you're, you're kind of almost decision. to that, you know, well, we told you so, you yeah. knuckleheads. <sighs> told you not to do it, and you did it anyways. But, uh, you know. It's I, a weird feeling, isn't it? it? It is, although, I mean, I think for you and I, and we've got a lot of listeners, too, that are in our same camp on this. You know, we just, you know, we looked at everything, all the data, all the different things that were in front of us. You know, COVID itself, what was it doing all the way through it? I mean, daily, you know, I think I hope folks remember this, but literally daily, I looked at where we were at with our COVID numbers from the beginning of March 2020 all the way up until I don't know, I did that straight for 18 months. You know, where are we at with right. cases? Where are we at with actual deaths? How many are actually deaths uh, of COVID itself You know, or from COVID itself, not with COVID? You're right. There was a lot of those. Virtually all that were reported were with COVID. Very Correct. few were of COVID. And, and, that, and those reports... It's simply exasperated. And those reports were coming from even some of the Democrat folks that were out there. We had, you know, Grand County Coroner that was a Democrat, hardcore Democrat, saying, wait a minute, time out. These guys were shot. Yeah. They died of a bullet wound, not of COVID. But you're listing, you're listing them as a COVID death. Just that kind of stuff went on. And I guess when you look back at the, you know, the, the previous, you know, couple of years even along those lines... You know, you really do feel like saying, you know, we told you so, but none of you wanted to listen. I mean, I can't tell you. Well, you know, because you follow me on Facebook, and I don't post a lot of things. But no. during COVID, I posted different things about the, the lunacy of COVID and what we were doing and the lockdowns and this, that, and the other. And I got hammered by, you know, folks on the left and the right. I, I had some even some Looney Tune conservatives that me thought too. I had lost my mind, that masks were, def- you know, were helping everyone. And that was our defense mechanism. And on and on and on we go. And nothing could have been farther from the truth. John, I had conservatives all over the place accusing me of not caring about yeah, others because exactly. I wouldn't. I mean, they literally were basically. You don't care about anybody. They Andy. were parroting the selfish bastards line <laughs> right. of Jared polis. polis. Yeah. Yeah. It was incredible. Mm-hmm. And now in the aftermath, I, the thing that and you and I've discussed this before, and we'll go to break here in a second. No, we have plenty of time. But, well, the we're thing good. that has astonished me the most is this, the lack of. Apologies. Now, what I mean is this, John, you and I, we've been wrong. I've been wrong. You've been wrong. We've both been wrong. Every now and then you're wrong. You know what I do when I'm wrong? I tip my cap to the better man. I say, hey, you called it. Right. I don't mind. My gosh, in your case, I bought you a cake. (laughs) And I (laughs) didn't want to be right. I bought the staff a cake. That's one where I wanted to be wrong. (laughs) Yes. Literally, I wanted to be wrong. Right. And then, you know, and there have been times when you've been, you know, the same with me, Andy, you called it, yeah. you know, and there have been times when it'll be not me or you, but somebody else. And we'll just say, hey, you called it. You nailed it. Right. I don't mind praising somebody who gets something right when I don't. Correct. I think that's OK. But what's really blown my mind is with COVID and with the vaccine and the masks and the distancing. Don't forget the distancing, because that is the thing that crushed businesses the most. It, yeah, you're right. That's what destroyed mm-hmm. them the most. With all three of those things. Nobody, nobody I know has come and said, we blew it. We're sorry. We were part of a movement that destroyed your life. Nope, they have not, Andy. Correct. And they should. Shame yeah. on them. Is that is that amazing, though? Shame on them. I mean, I really expected, Yeah, you know, I expected a lot wouldn't, but I expected a good number would. Along the lines of what Andy's saying, <clears throat> kind of dovetails into what I'm going to talk about which I was going to save till later, but this is a perfect dovetail. We'll come back and even talk about this after the break. I had, I've had numerous questions from 
clients and even some of you listening. And I, I always hate to use names, but I will in this case. A lot of you listen to, and I know enjoy Glenn Beck, which I like Glenn as well. He's not my favorite talk show host because he and I philosophically don't agree on a lot of things. Religion on down the line. We're, we're just not in the same camp when it comes to some of those things. And my biggest problem with Glenn, personally speaking, is... He's outlandish in a lot of his predictions, and he does that because it generates viewers, listeners, and clicks. Right. Folks, trust me when I say that. And I'm going to go out on a limb here, because I asked this question to somebody who was asking me, well, you know, I, I, this is where it, where it all came up, Andy, is I had somebody today ask me, well, i got to get ready because the economy's going to crash next year. I'm like, according to who? Well, that's what Glenn Beck's saying. I'm like, okay, i got a question for you. Of all the outlandish things Glenn has predicted over the last two, three, four years even, how many of them have come true? Hardly a one. I mean that sincerely, folks. Hardly a one. Ever since Glenn, and by the way, I like Glenn Beck, always have, great guy. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I have some disagreements with him, too. And ever since he was right on gold back in the day, right before gold first took its big jump, Mm -hmm. um, a lot of people look at him as the soothsayer. And he's not. No. Not even, folks. And where I lost a lot of respect for Glenn, I'll just be straight up honest, is when he thought Romney was the Messiah. He was going to be the Mormon god of politics and come in and save all because he was God's appointed man and blah, blah, blah. And yes, Glenn Beck said all of that. I'm paraphrasing, but trust me, that was all said by Glenn Beck. I lost a lot of respect for him in that whole time frame and frankly haven't listened to him since. I know a lot of you do. Fine. You can listen to whoever you want to. No, no, no problem with it. What I'm getting at, though, is Andy's right a moment ago when he said, you know, there's not too many things here. And we're not bragging, but we do enough research and look at both sides openly enough. Wayne from Castle Rock said this yesterday. I appreciated his comments. We're open minded enough to look at all sides of each equation and come to a, you know, a, a consensus of what's going to happen as best we can. Nobody has a crystal ball. But this nonsense of Glenn and others running around talking about the end of the world next year, and you better just go put all your money in a cave, that's just utter nonsense, folks. It's just utter nonsense. Yeah, there are a lot of factors that run against that. It's now, not there going are, to happen. There are some rough underlying factors yes, in the economy. Of course there is. You and I have both said 2023 could at least enter in like a tough year. Andy, I mean, you and I predicted the inflation we have right now. Right, we did. We, we, there, there's Again, we have and been... We, and we said that when inflation was sitting at next to nothing. Correct. We said, this is what's coming. Correct. So, guys, By the way, so did Glenn. And, and, I'm, yeah, and, I'm, and I'm not... Again, we don't have a crystal ball. Do I know what 2023 is going to hold? Um, frankly, look at 2022, and it's going to be a lot of the same, other than interest rates are not going to climb like they've already done because they're already there. You're not going to see them climb into the 13, 14, 15% range. Sorry, folks, it's not going to happen. No, it isn't. I'm, I'm kind of wondering what it's going to be like for this to be the new normal because the reason, you know, obviously home building and sales and all that for now have dropped off a cliff is because everybody was so used to having virtually no interest. Right, cheap money. Right. Right. That having to actually pay some is such a shock. Well, Correct. guess what? A year later, six months, a year later, the shock's over. So I don't know what it's going to be like then. Well, we can come back. We'll talk more about it. We've got some guests today that will talk about a little bit of this 
as well. Extreme Auto Repair, though, coming up next. We talked to Sean yesterday from there. They want to help you with all things automotive. And I had a question yesterday from somebody, actually last late last night. Hey, you mentioned this, this place where I can get tires at a pretty good deal. Where is that? That is Extreme Auto Repair. They sell tires to you at their cost. They don't mark them up, whatever their cost is. That's what they sell them to you at. So, Extreme Auto Repair, klzradio.com, 303-841-1071. Don't wait to take your car in until you're broken down in a storm, wishing you had done the maintenance. Bring your car into Extreme Auto Repair for maintenance now. Snow could come at any time, and you don't want to be caught off guard in poor conditions, not knowing the condition of your vehicle. Make sure those crucial components of your car, including your tires, battery, headlights, and heater, are going to last you through the winter. As the weather starts changing, fluctuating temperatures affect your car beyond what you see on the surface. So addressing the issues now is critical. Extreme Auto will help you winterize your vehicle, explaining why they recommend certain services to better prepare you for the cold months. Colorado winters are unpredictable. So give Extreme Auto Repair a call now to set up a maintenance appointment. 303-841-1071. 303-841-1071. Or write them a message at klzradio.com slash extreme. Financially speaking, folks, a reverse mortgage might be what you need. I don't know. You don't know in a lot of cases. But Bruce Simmons, the professor of reverse mortgages, does. Call Bruce today. Find out if it's a good fit for you. 303-467-7821. Getting a reverse mortgage isn't being desperate. You're just managing your money differently than everyone else. With 20 years of reverse mortgage experience under his belt, Bruce Simmons has heard all of the common misconceptions surrounding reverse mortgages, and he's here to debunk them for you so you know that choosing a reverse mortgage can be the right choice for you. You don't need to be struggling to get a reverse mortgage. In fact, you can tap into your home's equity to improve your cash flow. As the only certified reverse mortgage professional in Colorado, Bruce Simmons continues his education every year and has taken three years of ethics classes so that he can educate you on the facts. Many people have an anecdote explaining why reverse mortgages are bad, but that's just not true. And working with Bruce Simmons proves that. Uncover the truth with Bruce Simmons of American Liberty Mortgage now at klzradio.com reverse. And MLS 409914. American Liberty Mortgage is an equal housing lender. Denver IT Security, make sure you're ready for 2023 when it comes to the security of your business network. Denver IT Security can help you with all of that, including how your people behave when they're on the network. 720-593-6688. You can put any number of locks on your front door, but someone can still walk in through the back door. The network security of your business is no different. Your small business can stay nimble and protected with full-time monitoring from Denver IT Security. There are so many ways or attack vectors that hackers use to get into your network, your email, the internet, websites, software, etc. There's no catch-all product that protects you from every type of attack. But service with Denver IT Security gives you around-the-clock protection. Not properly protecting yourself makes you an even bigger target, and you don't have the resources to monitor that on top of everything else you have to worry about as a small business owner. Let Denver IT Security handle the ins and outs of guarding your network so you can get back to running your business. Lock the back door, too. 
Set up your security consultation now at 720-593-6688. That's 720-593-6688. Or send an inquiry to klzradio.com slash security. When you need them, you really need them. Choose an office supply company that you can depend on when you need them. Business Equipment Service works hard to ensure that the widespread supply chain issues don't affect them like their competitors. As a company, Business Equipment Services, sometimes abbreviated to BES, believes in the service-first mentality. They're committed to providing that by vetting new vendors to work with, prioritizing their search for high-demand items like toners, and sourcing inventory locally. By staying innovative when faced with obstacles, Business Equipment Service can be flexible, ensuring that, unlike other big brand names, their customers stay up and running. They don't put all their eggs in one basket, allowing them to work with different vendors where other companies would be limited. Make sure you have the resources you need immediately so your company doesn't face unnecessary downtime. Go to BESofColorado.com. That's BESofColorado.com for reliable business sales, solutions, and service. God, country, reason. Now back to John Rush. All right, we are back. Myself, Andy, and Charlie. Craig and Wheat Ridge are next. Go ahead, Craig. Hi, John. Hi, Andy. How you doing, sir? Hey, Craig. Hey, uh, for, you know, you mentioned word of the year. Can we have metaphor of the year as sure. well? Can we include that? Well, okay. Sure. Okay. How about WTF? Yeah, yeah that probably would suffice. That's okay, kind of like my, yeah. hmm. It has been a year of shock. It's kind of a, hmm. Well, you know, after everything we've been through with, with Biden and in the state of Colorado under Polis, most of Colorado voted for more of the same, and a lot of the nation did, too. Yes. And, and you're going, what, what has to happen before some people wake up? Now, I don't think this Twitter thing is going to have that much effect on some people, because like the White House press secretary herself has said, that's old news. Uh, I and think she's downplaying something that's going to affect her and her administration much worse than she's thinking. Yeah, this is evolving. Yeah, she, she, she's downplaying that, Craig. That, that's natural for her to say that. That's what she's been told to say. Trust me, it's going to have a bigger impact on them than they're thinking. But, you know, I, I had this discussion with a coworker who's very conservative as well. And, you know, we said, you know, what would it take? What would Joe Biden have to do to get impeached? When you have a justice system, when you have an FBI that has basic, basically coddled him, protected him every step of the way, Won't happen. What, would he really, what would he really have to do before we could get him removed from office for the basically treasonous mm-hmm. activities dealing with the Chinese government and, and profiting from it? He's not going to be impeached. That's not what people are looking at. The, the, the question is how much damage will be done to his brand and the Democrat brand going into 2024. What worries me is it's about time Republicans start wondering why they are not liked by the political middle and stop hoping for the other side to implode all the time. Yeah, it's not good. They're not going to implode. That's not going to happen. So we need to use You're these saying, things, to, you know, to, to our advantage. Well, we we tend to at times, Craig, our party, I should say, not we, but not you, I, and, and Andy, but but we as a party tend to sometimes downplay things that we shouldn't. This stuff needs to be front and center. Well, yeah, uh, hopefully with you know the house flipping, we'll get you know some 
some hearings. We will. Hopefully We're going to get some. They've already talked about that. So, yeah, you're going to see that happen. Yeah. Yeah, we'll, we'll get some hearings to expose this. Yeah. But uh, it, it'll be amazing to watch the Democrats tap dance and justify it or just say that it's hearsay or, you know, whatever term they want to use, because they, they've done that all along. They've you know, got the media in their back pocket, but even some media personalities have, have switched, not, not full-fledged by any means, but some of them have actually switched on some of this as well once some of this keeps coming to light. They can't, they can't help but, but pay attention to that, Craig. Yeah, especially when you, when you take into account this is full-fledged censorship. Right. right. Okay, government-sponsored, colluded censorship. And I don't know how they dodge this. I don't think they do. I think it's definitely going to hurt their brand. Well, when you've got Twitter releasing things to Taibbi, who has been a great reporter, not you know, pretty fair reporter, but he's definitely on the left. He's definitely not on the right, Craig, but he's now going to be the one reporting on what's come out of Twitter. Uh, that tells you something. Yeah, I mean, true, but uh, again, I just, I, I don't have a lot of faith that a lot will come out of this until I don't, you know, and, and the prospect of getting a Republican in the White House uh, in two years, it doesn't look very promising unless the Republicans can get their act together. Agree that that I will. I'll leave it with that, Craig. Appreciate it, but yes, you know you are you are correct to that, Jim. Want to give you enough time? What's going on, Jim? Hey, uh, not too much. Hey, listen, so I, I want your opinion. Today. Yeah, something Glenn Beck, Glenn Beck was talking about today. Actually, it's been about the last week. So, where where are you on this whole thing with the federal? I think it's the Federal Reserve Board rolling out this program in New York City with this Bitcoin. Wanting to go more wanting to go more digital, you mean? Yeah. Not right. going to happen. I mean, it may happen on some spot areas, and they may roll out some test plans. And trust me, Jim, eventually that's the direction things will go. I explained this to one of my clients today. The IRS, by the way, is where who's pushing all of this. IRS hates small business, and they hate cash because they can't keep track of the income tax on small business and cash like they'd like. So the IRS for years would love to see cash go completely away, go all digital. This will be pushed from them, Jim, as much as anyone. But as long as there's guys like you and I around that still carry cash, we're going to have cash. Okay. Because I, I, me, personally, I don't know, in a way it kind of worries me the way Glenn Beck talks about it. But on the other Glenn's hand... Glenn's a fear monger, though, Jim. You have to realize that. <laughs> yeah, I know. Because, like, my wife and I, we've, we've spent our time on the East Coast and those people on these coasts—they very much believe in cash. Yes, a lot of people still do. I, you know, again, you, I, others like us. I mean, and again, I understand that we're not that far away from the next generations, plural, not carrying cash. So I know we're a rare breed. But Jim, I got a good twenty-five, thirty—you know, Lord willing, twenty-five, thirty years left, and I'm still going to use cash. It ain't going away. Yeah, no. Well, I, mean, I don't, and I don't see how. I don't see how because it was. What twenty million some illegals running around this country, and most of all of them deal with cash. Cash. That's right. I, it, it, Jim, if there's anything that's happening at the southern border that throws in the face of what Jim, what Glenn Beck and others are talking about with digital is what you just said. And, and by the way, that goes against the grain of what the Democrats want down the road. They're actually kind of shooting themselves in the foot two ways by keeping an open border. One, with what you just said. Two, a lot of those folks coming up from the southern border are not turning in the Democrats like they thought. No, uh, no. Hey, and then one more quick question. So what do you think about this thing, uh, with what's going on with Michigan and California with regards to, like, Michigan wanting to nationalize or take, or take over the energy industry in California, I mean, in 
Michigan and California wanting to put a cap on uh, on their uh, on their profits out of the oil refineries. They're insane. Yeah, they're dumb as rocks. Will they do it? Possibly, but that just means more people will leave. You know, California and/or Michigan's dumb. Yeah, California is. They have done more damage to the oil and gas industry there already than any state in the country. They have so much oil off their coast. Right. I mean, it seeps into the water. Right. It's exactly. actually an ecological exactly. problem. That's exactly right. Yeah, and, and so here's my question. How much more damage can they actually do? They, they really don't have a lot of oil industry left. Much of it has already left or gone under. Yeah. Well, well like I said, in Michigan, want to... Want to take over the complete energy industry in, in, in Michigan? You know, I mean, they want to take it completely out of the private sector. Man. Good luck. That's all I would say to Michigan. Good luck on that one. Right. Yeah, that, that's okay. not. And by the way, that'll get struck down by courts, I believe. Yeah, I'm not sure, Jim. They've even got the power as a state to do some of those things. Actually, when you start looking at things in that regard on the national security basis, I don't know if they've got the power to do that either. Okay. All right. So, thank you, thank no, you, John. You're a good man, Jim. No, thank you very much. Great. By the way, great questions. Yeah, and it is. He's asking some of the same things I answer from folks that watch people like, and I'm not picking on Glenn, but I just wanted to get that out there because I get all sorts of questions from a lot of you, and I can pretty much tell who people are listening to. And some of you are very upfront and say, I heard this here and heard that there and so on. And I do my best to try to give you a reasonable answer. So why we call the show Rush to Reason. Really try to give you a reasonable answer to a lot of these questions now are you know are we in for a banner year in 2023 no it's going to be a tough year we've got an election coming up that following year i would say and i told andy just a moment ago at break i see 2023 looking a lot like 2022 without the huge interest rate hikes that's 2023 yeah that's my prediction it's not going to be a whole lot different than this year, just without the big, huge jumps in interest rate hikes. You're going to be used to that, and you're not going to see huge hikes in 2023. That's what you're going to see. It'll be status quo for a year. I'm wondering what's going to happen with a lot of supply lines, how that's going to affect the auto industry, how it's going to affect a lot of industry. And I see some of those actually coming back. Yeah, I was going to say, they already are. Yeah. Uh, some of that's already on, on its way back. Uh, but, but, folks, let me tell you, there's also predictors out there. I watch videos all the time. People send me things. No, the housing market's not going to crash. No, the used car market is not going to crash. There was a bunch of guys here three, four weeks ago talking about Carvana, and their stock had gone way down. And if those cars flood the market because they go into bankruptcy, it'll kill the used car market, folks. I, t- I told you this on Drive Radio. It hasn't happened. It's not going to happen. There is uh, there's ebbs and flows when it comes to used cars, but they're still up in value. Why? Because you can't go buy a new car. Right. Bottom Supply line. and demand, man. Bottom Supply line. And demand. So, so, again, there's a lot of naysayers. And keep in mind, there's a lot of people out there that are quote-unquote predictors. One of the other predictions I've heard, which I'm going to talk to Kay in our home transitions on Monday when they come on with us, is you're going to see millions and millions of foreclosures. N- no, you're not. No, you're not. Not when people have 20 and 30% equity in their homes, you're not. No, you're not. Sorry, you're not going to see that. No, they're going to sell it. People will do everything they possibly can to keep that, that from going into foreclosure. So I got to call. I got to, uh, John, real quick, I can take you really fast before the bottom of the hour. I got a guest coming on here in just a minute, but go ahead. All right, real, real quick. Every time someone says oil companies are gouging in profit, point out the fact that they are publicly traded companies and do everybody's got 
oil stocks in yeah. their 401ks and mutual funds. Most likely that's correct, so, yes. True. Yeah. So when somebody says, well, the big conglomerates are gouging, I, I immediately say, do you have a 401k or an IRA? Yes. Do your mutual funds have oil stock? And if they say yes, I said, then you're part of the problem if you still have oil stock. There you go. Because no, there's no big... The monopoly guy with the cigar is not in the office making all that money at the oil companies. It's the stockholders. Correct. And that's you and me and anybody else who's got a IRA or a mutual fund or a yeah. 401k. Great point. Great and I point. Just, I wanted to throw that in when these people are picking on the oil companies or any publicly traded company that they're making too many profits. Those profits go to the shareholders. They don't go to the fat cats. Great point. That's right. Good point. Uh, have a good day. John, thanks. Appreciate it very much. Up next, we actually have a, a guest that's going to chime right in on what we've been talking about, even with immigration that we were talking about with Andy and, and Jim just a moment ago. Chris Chmielewski. Make sure I'm, not, I'm, I'm sure I'm saying that wrong. I'll, I'll, I'll get it right. Chmielewski. Chmielewski. There we go. Chmielewski. He's going to join us here in just one minute. We're going to talk about Title 42. He is from Numbers USA. We've had some of their folks on before. It's always great, so stay tuned. We'll have him back here in just one second. Absolute Electrical Heating and Air is coming up next. You want to make sure that your home is doing everything it needs to be, whether it's on the electrical side or the HVAC side. And right now they've got a great furnace tune-up special. Find him at klzradio.com. Everyone is coming home for the holidays. It's the one time of year you get to see most of your family. So don't let your furnace ruin your time together. Get a furnace tune-up from Absolute Electrical Heating and Air now and find out what you're really depending on to last you through the season. When you're running your furnace every year without getting it looked at professionally, you can never be sure it will really last you through the winter. Don't risk facing the longest wait times for furnace repair during the busiest time of the year. Make sure your time is spent with family, not chasing down the repairman. For KLZ listeners only, Absolute is offering $59 furnace tune-ups. Ensure the comfort of the holidays with the confidence of Absolute Electrical Heating and Air. Schedule your tune-up now. Call 720-526-0231. 720-526-0231. Or visit klzradio.com today. For quality and service beyond compare, call Absolute Electrical Heating and Air. All right, Solar Energy Partners, where you can lock in future prices at today's prices. Now, I, I will say this is solar right for everyone. No, it, it really comes down to your house, your roof, the direction it faces, uh, tree coverage around you, and so on. There's a lot of things that have to be chatted about, but that's exactly what Alan does. He'll come out, he'll look at things openly, tell you exactly what you can and can't do, and at the end of the day, what do the numbers look like? And then you make, you make a decision from that as to what you want to do. Nothing nothing pushed on you. That's ex- Again, all comes down to what you want to do for you and your home. 303-378-7537. Alan Davis of Solar Energy Partners is always surprised at how many people won't even talk to him because of old, outdated perceptions about solar. He knows that now solar is a low-risk investment, one that will give you your money back for years to come. You don't have to pay anything up front when you work with Alan because of the zero-down financing. And once it's installed, the cost for solar energy is usually less than your current monthly power bill. Doing what you've always done with your electricity bill just because it's easy will trap you in a money pit. The power companies increase rates as often as they can with approval from the Public Utilities Commission. Reap the benefits of a financially secure energy future for your home with Alan Davis of Solar Energy Partners. 
Call Alan Davis at Solar Energy Partners now to set up a consultation appointment. 303-378-7537. 303-378-7537. Or visit klzradio.com slash sun. All right, we are back. Veteran Windows and Doors. And Veteran Windows and Doors, they will take care of you uh, and increase your joy score. And by that, I mean they'll save you money, keep your house more comfortable, and at the end of the day, save you money. Talk to Dave today. Great guy, by the way, 303-529-0720. Replace your windows this season without making sacrifices to your comfort. Relax, knowing that even when your installation is scheduled during the winter, veteran windows and doors won't interrupt the functionality of your home. By installing one window at a time, they can contain temperature changes to one area of your home during the install by sealing off areas of the house where possible. Veteran windows and doors prioritize your standard of living now and in the future, too. Every job is fully weatherproofed and flashed by your technician, going beyond what building codes require, so you never need to worry about the integrity of the insulation after the job is done. Replace your windows or doors this winter with Veteran Windows and Doors and ensure your comfort during the install and in the future, too. Call 303-529-0270 now. That's 303-529-0720. Or fill out a contact form at klzradio.com windows to make an appointment. This is Rush to Reason, brought to you by Absolute Electrical Heating and Air. We are back, and as I said a moment ago, Chris Shemalinski joining us now. He is from Numbers USA. Chris, welcome to Rush to Reason. How are you? Doing well. Thanks for having me. We appreciate it. In fact, we were talking just a few minutes ago uh, prior to you coming on about our border situation uh, down south, and and you really are going to talk about Title 42 and the fact that the Biden administration wants to end that. You guys at Numbers USA have some pretty good... um, um, how should I say, data on that and how that would impact us, right? Yeah, 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 absolutely. And, and I mean, ending, and ending Title 42 would be devastating. Um, we've already seen the Biden administration eliminate a number of the, of the Trump era. Well, and, and, and by the way, Chris, before we move on, I should have done this to begin yeah. with. For a lot of folks sure. that maybe don't know, because I always assume people know what things are and I should not ever assume anything, explain to us what Title 42 is. Sure. Okay. So Title 42 was um, a, a policy that started back during the early months of the COVID-19 pandemic. Okay. It's issued by the CDC, Centers for Disease Control. Essentially what it says is that anybody trying to enter the United States can be returned back to their home countries uh, if they're not authorized to enter the country, regardless of that reason, of, of their reason for coming into the country illegally. Okay. That includes coming here to claim asylum. Um, and, and that's the key, because a lot of the illegal border crossers are putting in defensive claims of asylum. So Title 42 allows them to allows the government to send them back to their home countries despite that claim of asylum. And that's why the Biden administration wants to come along and end Title 42, right? Yeah, that's that's exactly right. Okay. They want to try to allow as many people as possible to come over the southern. Border. Yeah, I mean, essentially, Chris. I mean, you guys know this as well at Numbers USA. They they essentially want an open southern border. They do. You know, they're, they're not even talking about limits. There's very, very little 
there's so many tools at their disposal that they're not using. And then to get rid of Title 42, in addition to some of, again, the other policies that they've got rid of, it it just points to, you know, they can, uh, Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas of, of the Department of Homeland Security, he can say as often as he wants and as loudly as he wants that the border is secure. Uh, and, okay, if you want to say, yeah, there's no weapons coming across the border, that's true. But certainly the number of people, the quantity of people crossing the border illegally or coming through our ports ports of entry without authorization to enter the country legally is, is at record-level numbers, at least uh, in the 20 or so years that we've been keeping those statistics. Yeah, I mean, we're talking about not, for everybody listening, we're not talking tens of thousands or even hundreds of thousands. Chris, we're talking about millions of people that are coming across that border, correct? It is. It is. Last fiscal year, which ended on September 30th, just a couple months ago, that previous fiscal year was about 2.2 to 2.3 million were apprehended by Border Patrol agents, plus another three to 400,000 who were unauthorized to enter the country but tried to come in through a port of entry totals about 2.6 million, and then there's another uh, 500,000 to a million people that are considered quote-unquote gotaways. These are people that triggered sensors or motion detectors along the southern border but weren't able to be apprehended by Border Patrol. Gotcha. So you add all that up, and we're over 3 million people. Correct, correct. At least 3 million people. And, and again, there may be people in addition to all of those. Correct. that were able to come through and either weren't apprehended or didn't trigger one of those one of those triggering mechanisms. So where do you see this headed? I mean, this administration, that I believe, uh, again, correct me if I'm wrong, but this doesn't have to go through Congress. I mean, there, there doesn't have to be done anything legislatively speaking. This can all be done with a stroke of a pen by the president. Am I right? It can be. And, and that, that's why we're pushing in the next Congress for for actually at least the House of Representatives and hopefully the Senate to take up legislation that closes up some of this administrative uh, power that the executive branch has over immigration. Congress has given them broad authority on how to handle these sorts of border issues. And in my mind, they've given them too much authority and, and too much discretionary too much discretionary power that allows them to, with a stroke of a pen, either put these things into place or with a stroke of a pen, Remove all yeah, these things exactly. that are in place. Yeah, but Chris, what do you do with a political party that wants a full invasion of our southern border, that wants to literally replace the American populace? And I, I understand there are a few who put out words and statements saying, oh, gee, we're concerned, we wish it wasn't quite so bad, but they don't act on it. No. Okay? No. So well, how, how do we actually, yeah, we have the House, we don't have the Senate. How do we actually get any inroads there, or can we? Yeah, yeah, that's a, it's a great point about the words and no action. Um, there's been a number of moderate Democrats who have who have spoken out against the Biden border policies but haven't done anything. And if you look at their votes in the current Congress that's going to end in a couple weeks, their votes uh, are against everything uh, that has to deal with border security. Um, so I'm optimistic, though, that there are Democrats and there are some Democrats who are interested in this. They just need a little nudge in the right direction. I think their constituents can push them in that direction. I was going to say, some um, of these folks, if they're coming up for re-election and they're in areas that are heavily affected by 
what's going on might be what we need as far as those particular constituents pushing them because uh, we, you know, Chris, you and I both know there are areas of the country where this is a, you know, it affects the entire country. Don't get me wrong. I mean, these, these folks end up going all over the place. They're not just along the Southern border, but let's face it. There's, there's places that are impacted by this hit more heavily than others. Yeah. And, and you're exactly right about the elections in 2024. It's a tough election map in the Senate for Democrats. I think they have to defend about 24, 25, of the 33 seats that are going to be up for re-election in two years. And of those, about 10 to 15 of them are in either uh, red-leaning states or purple states. So it's a tough map for them, and I think there are some that might be vulnerable and might have to think twice about whether or not they're going to continue to support these policies if there's a chance on the floor to vote. Well, especially uh, if that can be used against them during the election, which you know it would be. Exactly, exactly, especially for, like, Kirsten Cinema down in, in Arizona and, and Joe Manchin in, in, right. in West Virginia yeah. and Tester in Montana. Yeah, Chris, I wanted to ask about Joe Manchin because his favorability ratings dropped off the map, okay? They, yeah. they literally dropped yeah. 20 to 30 points when he went in for Biden's plan, and... I mean, this is a huge one. Even in West Virginia, you would think, well, they're far removed from the border. They don't care. That's a very red That's state. Right. That's right. And he is vulnerable now. A very prominent uh, Republican is planning and running against him. And so I, I don't know if he can avoid it this time. Maybe he will jump in with us. Do you think there's any chance of that? Yeah, I, I mean, I am always I think there's always a chance. Um, there was a letter that four Democratic senators signed on to. Um, but he wasn't one of them. To the, to the Biden administration expressing concern with the ending of Title 42 and that the administration doesn't have a plan. Manchin was one of those four. Oh, if he was? Okay. If you, yeah, and if oh. you're referring to Congressman Alex Mooney, who I think is going to challenge him in West Virginia, he's great on the issue. So that's, he's going to get hit on this. So he's going to have to do something, and again, you know, words are great, but actions speak louder than words. And I think the reason why his, his favorability dipped in, in, in West Virginia was because he talked about a compromise on Build Back Better, right. but then couldn't deliver on, on what he was trying to do, and he lost the support of West Virginians over it. Gotcha. Chris, question for you. One thing that I am in full support of, and, and I, you don't see it happening. I, I, again, I'm, not, I'm not in politics. I'm not that guy. I can't get some of these things pushed forward. But to me, our answer on immigration is, of course, we need secure borders all around, not just at the north border, but the south border as well. And then I am one that believes we need a merit-based immigration system whereby you have to bring certain things to the table to come here in the first place. And if you don't, then, you know, there's, there's just no entry for you. I'm sorry. I, I don't believe in all of this asylum seekers and all that stuff. And while I feel bad for those individuals, you know, no offense, we cannot help out the entire world. If we do that, we won't be a country that can even help ourselves. At Numbers USA, what do you guys think about a, you know, a merit-based immigration system? Or is that something we can even get to? So we've actually endorsed legislation that was introduced by Senator Tom Cotton of Arkansas in the U.S. Senate called the RAISE Act, and that's exactly what it does. It eliminates our current our current legal immigration system that's heavily focused on family connections and creates a point system, and it's based on merit. You earn a certain number of points based on okay. um, whether or not, you know, how much you would earn here in the United States, your earning power, your your um, your education. Yeah, what do you what bring into the table, basically, right? 
Yeah, yeah. And, so, and, and real quick, Chris, you know, just to make sure everybody else understands oh. this, there are countries out there, i.e. Canada to our north, that do exactly what I'm talking about, right? They do, and England is another, and Australia as well. And all three of those countries implemented those systems to try to gain control of their immigration system that was had had a little bit run amok. So it's a, it's a perfect it's a perfect example of what the United States should follow. Again, numbers USA were not necessarily pushing for a merit based system, but we do we do support legislation that. Okay. That does a merit-based system in the right way because the, the the 2007 amnesty bill would have actually created a merit-based system. Just it wasn't exactly the smartest of merit-based systems. Gotcha. It actually gave a number of merit-based points for things other than what we would consider okay. to be merit. So makes we're sense. a little careful there. Make no, that makes yeah. total sense. All right, real quick and in closing, tell us about Numbers USA. What can people find there? How do they get there? And so on. Sure. Thanks for the opportunity. Uh, Numbers USA. We've been around for about 25 years. We're one of the one of the country's largest grassroots immigration reduction organizations. We're fighting for policies that serve in your best interests. And if you're interested in becoming part of our grassroots army and finding out how you can send messages to Congress, you can visit us at numbersusa.com. Chris, you guys are you're welcome anytime. I know I get get things from you guys periodically, but really, you you guys speak. Our language, we're here to support you as much as we can. We believe in the same thing you guys believe in. So anytime you've got something new you want to talk about, just let us know. Okay, great. Thanks for the opportunity. Chris, thank you very much. Chris Shemelinski, and it's spelled C-H-I-M-I-E-L-E-N-S-K-I. And I actually got that one right off the bat when I was reading the name, when I saw it on the release, which I was surprised at. Shemelinski. I never thought I'd get that one right. But uh, NumbersUSA.com, great place to go. Um What's funny about Numbers USA is because of who they are, they kind of come off as this middle of the road. You know, we're here for all parties, blah, blah, blah. But you could just hear a moment ago what side they're really on. They want correct, lower, rightfully done immigration, which we do as well, Andy. But that by its very nature is conservative. There you go. Exactly. (laughs) They want honesty. Well, there you go. (laughs) Oh, no, they chose the side. Exactly. Well, and it's interesting there at the end when he talked about how some of the merit-based systems, depending upon what they're they're basing the merit on, and he's right. You know, I don't want a merit-based system that just gives you free points for free points. No, you got to earn those. So, all right, we got more calls coming in. We'll be right back. Don't go anywhere. Hi-Fi Plumbing is next. All your plumbing needs. One stop shopping. Do not have plumbing problems during the holidays that is a disaster go to high five plumbing 877 we high five your sump pump protects your home from water damage when it's working high five plumbing will ensure your sump pump does its job preventing irreversible water damage with a sump pump tune-up or replacement colorado weather is unpredictable and snow can quickly melt into runoff that may find its way into your home by seeping into the foundation causing water damage that you can't even see Make sure your sump pump is in good working order with a repair or replacement from High Five Plumbing. Your sump pump prevents a minor plumbing issue from becoming urgent, but only when it's functioning properly. Call 877-WE-HIGH-FIVE. That's 877-934-4445 to ensure your sump pump is ready for this winter weather. Or fill out a contact form at klzradio.com plumbing. Mention KLZ when you schedule any appointment for a waived service fee and a free tub of BioClean drain cleaner. High Five Plumbing, where every call ends in a high five. Folks, Andy and I talked in this hour about finances, what what are things going to look like in 2023 when it comes to the economy and so on. And I know somebody that knows these things much better than I. 
That would be Al Smith at Golden Eagle Financial. He watches this very closely. He's a financial advisor. Find out what he can do for you, 303-744-1128. Planning for your retirement doesn't need to be rigid to be a solid plan. Al Smith with Golden Eagle Financial asks what is uniquely important to you before diving into the numbers, getting an accurate picture of how to realistically get there. Once Al understands your individual circumstances, he can figure out what needs to be adjusted, positioning you with the best trajectory to reach your goal. Golden Eagle Financial wants to get to know what you want your retirement to look like so that a plan can be created to make that happen. By incorporating a strategy that works with your lifestyle, Al can partner with you to make sure that a comfortable retirement is in your future. Schedule a conversation at his office for a fresh look at your financial future. Call 303-744-1128. 303-744-1128 now or visit klzradio.com money. Advisory services offered through Foundation Investment Advisors, an SEC-registered advisor. Michael Bailey Law, Mobile Estate Planning, where uh, you can keep people from going nuts over your stuff when you're gone. Call Michael today. He'll come to you. That's why he's the Mobile Estate Planner. 720-394-6887. Every holiday, you go above and beyond to show your family how much you love them. As a mobile estate planner, Michael Bailey knows that planning for death can be really hard, but getting it done now is one of the best ways to show your family that you love them. When you plan your own estate, you save your family the pain of having to think about the worst-case scenario. Making the arrangements today means that no matter what happens, your family is covered and safe. Settle your estate plan with Michael Bailey now so your family will never have to face a difficult decision without you and without a plan. Don't do it as a holiday gift. And instead, get it taken care of as an extra way to show your family you care and love them. Get it done with hassle-free mobile estate planning from Michael Bailey. Set up a free zero-risk consultation with him today at klzradio.com slash estate. Or call Michael at 720-730-7274. That's 720-730-7274. You don't like the way your business has trapped you into working an overtime job every week. John Rush teaches folks in your situation to get out from under their companies using his 40 years of industry experience. Your operation isn't fully functional, at least not with the way it's been going. John Rush will help you fix that by bringing his own knowledge to the table. You're an expert in your industry. So give that job to someone else whose hourly is not as costly as yours should be. John wants you to make your operation run for you. Email John Rush now at john at rushtoreason.com. That's john at rushtoreason.com. Live and local, back to Rush to Reason. All right, we are back. Myself, Andy Pate, Charlie Grimes, Jim in Denver joining us now. Jim, welcome. How are you? Hey, good afternoon. I heard your uh, interview with that uh, that, that uh, fella. And uh, were they actually talking about reducing immigration? That's their mission with their uh, organization? To reduce the illegal immigration crossings we have going on now, yes. Yeah, i got to tell you, um, you know, we, we've uh, got this aging population. At the same time, the world's population has exploded. I don't think it's going to take a brain surgeon to figure out... Uh, what our so-called leaders are going to do no matter what. I mean, if you remember back, even during the 80s, our, uh, our great president uh, had multiple amnesties, and we've had 
so many amnesties to uh, feed the cheap labor in here to the uh, electromagnet that pulls them into this country. And it's been disastrous, Jim. It hasn't been a positive. Well, the 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 previous workforce, the European migrant, um, I know they formed unions uh, a little bit there for a while, but they ended up giving back their paid uh, vacations, holidays, and all that. If they want to take a day off, they have to go move out of the workforce and go into the management force. Um, and, and, and now you look at the worker where we have a deficiency of young people. Mm-hmm. I think we do. I think I think uh, there's a reason why the Chamber of Commerce is asking for 50 million uh, immigrants for the last 10 years. And they, they're, they're estimating 150 million in the next 30 years is, is the young people we're going to need in this country to feed into the business community so that we can actually have subsidized businesses and, 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 and have a somewhat of a tax base on that. Okay, but Jim, Jim, wait a minute, though. There's a big problem here that you're missing, or not missing, but leaving out, just not addressing. We have way too many people on welfare. We have way too many people on public assistance. If we are going to have um, all these other people coming in to take these jobs, it is not acceptable to at the same time have all kinds of people who are already here who are living on the dole. Correct. Okay, so those people have to have workfare of some sort. They have to earn their unemployment. They have to earn those things. And then once we first supplement the workforce with those people, also, by the way, you say we don't have enough young people. Uh, I got news for you. There are tons of young people, millions, who will not work right now. They don't have they re- to. Correct. They don't have to, and Why? they refuse. It's not that we have a lack of young people. We have a lack of young people who wish well, who wish to work. We, we do have a... I mean, we, we've, we've we, got lower birth yeah, rates. Our birth I rate is down, so yeah, we are not replacing that. like we should be. I understand but, but that, there but, are what people I'm, but what I'm saying is this. You do have a very large pool of people right now who are in this country who can work, who are not, and I'm... And it's not well, we've acceptable. We've made it easy for them not to. We've made it easy for them Correct. not wait, to work. Wait, and I, 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 I almost, well, yeah. almost done, Jim. Almost done, Jim. Almost oh, okay. done. I'm going to turn the mic over to you here in a second. It is not acceptable to allow this massive influx of people coming in from other countries while we still allow these people to not to sit on the dole. work. Right. To sit right. on the dole. Agree. In my, in my, in other words, they don't get a dime. Correct. Well, and really quick, Jim, that's what that they don't that's what Gingrich and, you know, and um, and uh, uh, Clinton did back, back in the, the day was they ended that. Right. Yeah, but they, they, they recognize we have a workforce that they could manipulate back into the uh, into the labor force. We now have multiple generations of people that don't know how to change their tire. The only thing they will do is when their tire goes flat, they call in an illegal alien and then they complain about how much that illegal alien charged them to change their tire. Yeah, but why can so, they do that? Why do why do they have the money? Why do they have the why do they have money why. to live on if they can't change a tire? How about we look at them and say, "Look, we will why. make training available. You take it or you starve." I'll tell you why. In 2020, the government and the Federal Reserve yep. got together yep. and they pumped 6 right. trillion dollars into Wall Street. You are correct. And that they is dog coin Bitcoin, yep. and all this. That's what I'm angry about. You're correct, Jim. And bought two or three houses. And they have trained their offspring, even though we've got a little bit of a, we've got a downslope compared to the rest of the world, they have trained their 
their their children that work is for immigrants. You're right. And our entire society wanders through the aisles of China Mart buying yep. that communist crap. You're correct. Amen. And they, You're correct. They, Preach it. Every time they see someone that actually has dirt on their hands, they think that person is below them. When children, when a four-year-old sits on my couch and said, you would have to work for money if you, if you, if you decided to go be a police officer when you grow up, there is something wrong with that kid. When that kid has four other uh, uh, siblings older than him, his father taught him that work is not yep. something that is their family value. You're they need correct. to let this damn stock market crash and find out who. Well, but the problem is everybody's going to starve. Here's what's going to happen, and I disagree with it, and I do agree with what you're saying. But here's what's going to happen. Got a few seconds. Our businesses are going to demand that we have young people in the future. Those young people, I hate to say it, are going to be the worst immigrants we could ever imagine. They're going to be Muslims from Africa. Jim, I got to let you go with that. Appreciate your your comment, and I I can't. I think he came off as not agreeing with us, but we're all on the same page. Trust me, when it's all said and done, we are on the same page. Maybe a little difference in how we get there, but yeah, no, no, Jim, we are we are very much on the same page. We'll be right back, guys. We got another full two hours coming your way. Ken Hickam Lively is going to join us in a moment, and we're going to talk about with Republicans in control of the House. Fauci now facing investigation, which kind of leads into some of what we've been talking about this last hour. Did he do anything wrong? We'll get to that in just a moment. Don't go anywhere. This is Rush to Reason, Denver's Afternoon Rush, KLZ 560.